Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here. That's what you've earned here tonight. We stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. Baker takes the snap. Rolls right. Throws down the middle. And Joku's got it. 520, 50, 10, 5, touchdown. Nick Chubb. Odell Beckham Jr. 89-yard touchdown. Miles Garrett did it, Doug. Around the horn he came. Rang the bell and said, Fires, it's caught, Lambry, touchdown! Here's Mayfield, back to pass, he throws, right corner of the end zone, touchdown! They got it, it's Landry again! Welcome back to Dog Pound Nation. Uh, week three of the NFL, our second episode. And uh, we are here to discuss week three action against the Washington football team. Yeah, I mean, you know that I, I wish they would have at least came up with a better temporary name while they're finding a more permanent name. Yeah, I mean, come on. The best you can come up with is football team. They couldn't come up with somewhat of a name here. I don't know. It was just kind of weird, but anyway, so we are here to discuss a, another win for the Browns. Two in a row, man. Not only two in a row, but the first time in, what was it? I think it was 90 games we were at a winning point in the season. Yeah, I think they said 84 games since the Browns were over 500. Yeah. And then uh, I like to know the last time the Browns went on a two-game winning streak. I think that was um, – Last year. Last yeah, okay. year we won, I think it was like three or four in a row. Yeah, that's probably like the best we did all year last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this was, this was a great game to talk about. Uh, I'm also pleased to announce that Baker Mayfield did snap his interception streak, finally. About time. It <sighs> only took, what, a full calendar season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was like I think it was like 16 straight games with interception. But that is no longer the case anymore. That is gone. No, and let's hope that that streak continues going into next week against the Cowboys. But we'll get into the Cowboys matchup after we discuss this game. Well, let's get so, knee deep into this quick, one before we, before we get into going down the stat lines and all mm-hmm. this. What I'm me and sure me and you are pre, I'm pretty sure can both agree on this. 
Mm-hmm. The biggest thing to take away from this, the Browns defense kicked it up into another gear. Five turnovers. Five. Four, or sorry, no, three picks off Haskins. Uh-huh. Two fumbles. The last fumble was, or the one fumble was at the end of the uh, first half. But still, I mean, five turnovers. I mean, shit, I can't remember the last time the Browns had a five-turnover game on defense. I don't remember the last time that's happened either. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Our secondary kicked it up, even with Greedy and uh, – fuck, who was the other one? Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. Mm-hmm. Even with them both out this game, our secondary picked it up. A heavy yeah. Workload. I mean, I was shocked by what the defense did. I mean, Miles Garrett stepped up, of course. I mean, that's uh, two straight games in a row now that he has strip sacked, which – Again, living up to his big name and living up to maybe possibly being defensive player of the year, maybe again, hopefully. Like two strip sacks so far, and the strip sack this week was the ball just bounced right back into his head, so he got a fumble recovery from that thing. <laughs> I mean, it literally just fell right in his damn lap. Uh, how do you – again, how, I've been saying this since he started his career in Cleveland. How do you stop a monster like Miles My- Garrett? Well, the Browns paid him this year finally, and it was well worth the money. Five more years in a Browns uniform at least. They paid him this year finally? No, we paid him pretty good money already. Well, yeah, but now it's just even more so, and now he gets to stay in a Browns uniform for five more years at least. At least. Let's hope it stays this way. I hope so. I hope we get the same consistency from him, you know, every season. So we'll see what happens the rest of the year. But let's get into the stat line for this game. Let's get into the stat line for this game. We're looking at – 300 total yards to 309 this game. Uh, Washington had nine more yards than us. Um, yeah. Passing yard-wise, they did a lot better than us, 206 to 142. And that's okay. I mean, again, our rushing game was was on the attack, and that's, that's plenty oh, yeah, of Our rushing game was doing really well. We did, we did the smart things. We were up ahead by enough late in the game where we're just starting to just run the clock out. Yeah, we don't have that comfortability with the Browns very often to be able to run the clock out and sit on the ball. That just doesn't doesn't happen. Exactly. Uh, speaking of rushing, I mean, 158 for us compared to 103 for Washington. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really see any big standout rush attacks from Washington in this game. I mean, Gibson was their lead rusher with only 49 yards on nine carries. Whereas, I mean, you've got Chubb that ran for 108 yards and 19 carries this game. Two touchdowns. I know that Chubb hasn't run for consecutive 100-yard rushing games, but I wonder how many, like, 100-yard rushing games he's had going back to last season. I'm pretty sure he's had a lot. He's got to have. I mean, we're ready two in a row. I think he – no, he's had – oh, no, that's right. Uh, this is the first time I think that I took a look at this stat line. I was like, since in the 60s, I believe is what I saw, mm-hmm. was the last time a Cleveland Browns running back had uh, a, two consecutive 100-yard games with two touchdowns scored. Wow. Wow. I mean, I look, I look at Nick Chubb, and I am looking at him as maybe being the potential – I mean, I don't really want to go as far as he had a streak of 100-plus yard games last season, too. He did. He did. But he uh, didn't – but this is the first time that we've had someone 
in over 50 years score two touchdowns as well in a game as along with the 100 plus yards in I mean, consecutive games. I mean, to be honest, I can't remember a Browns rushing attack that was this powerful, probably, and I hate to say it since Peyton Hillis is one year wonder. But yeah, I mean, but, the I Browns... mean, look at what every news site is saying nowadays, right now. They're saying that by far Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are running away with being the most powerful running back duo in the NFL this year. Absolutely. I can't pick another team out that's got as good rushing attack as they do, especially the, the dual combo. Like, the only other teams I can think of are New Orleans and Carolina, and that's because they've got the stud running backs in Kamara and uh, McCaffrey. Exactly. I think uh, – I don't, I don't remember who won the rushing title last year because I think they said Chubb was only uh, late. Derrick Henry. Derrick okay. Henry won it on the last game of the season. And I think they did say that if Chubb would have ran for, like, X amount of more yards, he probably would have taken it from him. No, it was a matter – the Titans game was actually after ours. Mm-hmm. It was a matter of uh, Henry just went off that game yeah. and ended up winning the title but not many yards either. It's a shame, but I think if Chubb continues this, I think the crown's going to be his this year. Well, I just have to wait and see. Time will tell. All right, going back to the stat line, uh, both were even in first downs with 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington, 5-11 and 11 on third downs compared to the Browns being 5-14. and 14, Which, we, that's another area we've got to improve on. Yeah, that needs some improvement. Uh, one and one for both fourth down efficiencies. Uh, both had 62 total plays. Now that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Same amount of plays. Uh, Washington had more sacks allowed this game with three compared to the Browns two. Uh, Browns punted more with five compared to Washington's three. Mm-hmm. Another big issue, though, is the Browns are still penalty heavy. Yeah, I think I was listening on the radio. Another six penalties this game. Yeah, I think I heard on the radio that they were, like, tied for, like, seventh or eighth total in penalties in the NFL right now. They're tied with, like, four or five other teams. It's just it's, – it's way too much. And, I mean, it's not as bad as it was last year. I mean, look at the opening game last year. That was just a train wreck. But yeah, lack but of here's discipline. Here's another thing to take away from this. It's – the defensive side of the stats here. Fumbles lost. Cleveland, zero. Washington, two. Yeah. yeah. Interceptions thrown. Cleveland, zero. Washington, three. Mm-hmm. And the Browns also had possession of the ball by a little over seven minutes longer than Washington did. I just look at the stat line and I see zero turnovers for the Browns. And I just did. Where is this team where has this team been the last two or three years? I mean, I, this is the team that we've had. Mm-hmm. This is the team that we've had the last couple of years. We're just now finally starting to see them roll. We're exactly. going to see just how good of a team that Cleveland is going into this week against Dallas. Cause they're yeah. going to be playing against a perennial playoff contender. Well, I was listening to Baskin and Phelps on 92.3 uh, this morning, and they were talking about how, you know, going into playing Dallas, how if the Browns go into Dallas and they're able to take care of the Cowboys and play a really strong game, 
I mean, we, we can get this train going because if they can beat Dallas, I think they are capable of beating just about anybody, maybe except for Baltimore. Although we don't know how the Baltimore game later in the season is going to go once the Browns start getting, yeah. getting going. I don't know. The, the Ravens seemed mortal last night. Or not last night, but Monday night. They did. I mean, the Chiefs just were able to find things wrong with, 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 with Baltimore the all over the Chiefs place. The Chiefs kept Lamar Jackson pinned. Yeah. He, he, his stat line that was not good. That is what you need to do. I think the Browns, when they play the Ravens next, I would just go back to watch the game film of when the Chiefs played them and just take an example out of their playbook. That's all, that's all they have to do. That They have to. Mm-hmm. If they're going to have a chance, they have to play like how – Kansas City played against them. Absolutely, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good uh, blueprint of what of what to do against against the Ravens. Exactly. So, so, let's get into the player stat lines here. Oh, I want to talk yeah. about one thing here with with the stats. Cody Parkey, two games in, has not missed a kick yet for the Browns. Thank God. I mean. Ladies you know, and gentlemen, do we have an answer to our fucking kicking problem? I hope so. I'm wondering how the hell Parky didn't make the team, but Cyber did. I, I, I don't understand it because obviously Parky's the better kicker. Oh, I mean, Cyber did show promise, though, when he was brought onto the team to take Last over year? for uh, Gonzalez. Yeah, although the bar wasn't set very high for seeing Gonzalez. No, no, it was not. But uh, no, I, I I applaud Cody Parkey. I mean, he he had uh, two field goals. It says his longest was 42, plus he had four extra points. So six for six on the day. I mean, can't complain. No, you really can't at all. Mm-mm. So I'm impressed going forward, and I, I'm starting to feel a level of confidence that if we need him for a game winner, I'm feeling confident that he's going to come through. Well, we're going to have to get to the point where we get to a, a game-winning field goal to see just how he can handle that pressure. Yeah, knowing our luck, I have a feeling it's going to be against the <clears throat> the Steelers. But well, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. All right, but going into the stat line here, player wise, Mayfield throwing sixteen of twenty three for one hundred and fifty six yards and two touchdowns. The biggest thing to take away from this: zero interceptions. Mm-hmm. The number Thank that you. we've been waiting to see on Mayfield's stat line. Zero. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, oh, and then also, too, you see he, he got sacked twice for 14 yards. Baker Mayfield's only been sacked twice in two games. I, I will take it. I mean, that means that our line is doing their job. Yep. A lot yep. better than they have been. Well, that, that, uh, getting Jack Conklin in free agency and beefing up that center of that line was huge. Getting Jedrick Wills in the draft was huge for He's us, He's going to be a future star, for sure. No question about it. Especially with Joe Thomas saying that he's got a Pro Bowl career already ahead of him three games in. It's a pretty bold statement, but you know what? I'll take Joe Thomas's word for it. When you take the arguably the greatest left tackle in our current generation, Mm -hmm. saying that, I'm going to believe that he's got a career ahead of him. Absolutely. I'm going to take his word for it. He's a future Hall of Famer himself. So – he knows. He can relate. Yeah. But, uh, going over to Washington, uh, 21 of 37 for 224, two touchdowns for Dwayne Haskins, but the 30 interceptions. 
Yeah. And uh, it sucks because, again, I'm an Ohio boy. Uh, regardless of if we're playing against them or not, I'm still going to partially be rooting for them because I, the fact that I do believe well. Scarlet and Gray. Yeah, I mean, you want to see them do well. And and, and the announcers named it perfectly. And watching the replays, Haskins' biggest problem with these interceptions, all three interceptions came from the fact that he was just staring down his receivers constantly. His eyes were not moving down no, the I field. Know. They were, he was just staring them down. And now there's talks of his time might be running short. Yeah, yeah. He might because... either be getting bench traded or, or just flat out let go here soon. Well, let me look at uh, let me look at Dwayne Haskins' stats for the year so far. I mean, his stats for the year: he's thrown six twenty-five, he's twenty-fifth in the NFL, four touchdowns, tied for twentieth, uh, three ints, tied for twenty-second, and his quarterback rating. Here's where it is: tied for last, what thirty-first, twenty-eight point four. Jesus, abysmal. Yeah. Who's he tied with? Good question. I do not know. Um, doesn't give me the list of all of them. But, uh, I mean, this goes back to last year. He played nine games last year, and his quarterback rating to finish the year. Uh, it's not really giving me his quarterback rating for last year here. Um, it's giving me his overall passing rating, which was 76.1 to finish the year with nine games played. Okay. He had seven interceptions in nine games, and he's already got three this year in the first three weeks. And all three of them coming this week. Exactly. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with him. I, and I hope he has an all right career. Uh, I mean, I do. I, ho I hope he can bounce back and find out what's wrong with him. I mean, who knows? Maybe Washington's not the team that's for him. I mean, sometimes guys have to go on different teams in order to find the right team that is their fit. And maybe Washington's just yeah. isn't a good fit for him. Yeah, that's true. Um, All right. Uh, going into the rushing attack here, we've got Nick Chubb once again leading Cleveland. 19 carries for 108 yards, two yeah. TDs. I mean, again, I mean, I was a little worried at the beginning because they were slowing him down to start with. Yeah. But after he got going, it was perfect. Then you got Kareem Hunt with 16 for 46. Uh, I mean, they're splitting the workload pretty well. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, Kareem Hunt, again, I always feel like he is so much better um, coming in, picking up balls out of the flat, and because uh, of his well, speed. Well, it's like me and you talked about last week when we did this. Uh, Kareem Hunt is more of the finesse running back, mm -hmm. whereas Nick Chubb's the kind of running back you're looking for to plow through people. Exactly. Power for Chubb, speed for Hunt. And Hunt not only has the speed, but he has the ball handling as well. Be able to, to be yeah. a receiving back in the NFL is crucial in this current gameplay. We look at every great wide receiver in the game right now, and they're all, they all got good hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to look at Nick Chubb's stats real quick. I want to kind of compare his. It looks to me, it says right now, uh, 51 attempts on the season for seventh uh, overall. 292 yards, fourth in the NFL. Uh, four touchdowns, tied for first. 
and uh, averaging 5.7 yards per carry for eighth in the NFL. Yep. I mean, I like seeing that tied for first with touchdowns. And this is for his career so far, by the way. 35 games played so far, his career. Yeah, I think he's missed a game. Uh, he looks like he's missed a couple. Missed a couple? Uh, what's, what are we seeing here? 541 rushing attempts uh-huh. for 2,782 yards and 20 touchdowns so far already. Yeah, and I'm looking this at This is him. also Nick Chubb, who this is only his, what, second or third season third in the NFL? Third year. Mm-hmm. And he's putting up these kind of numbers already? Yeah, I mean, t- tell me. I mean, getting rid of <coughs> Carlos Hyde when they did, you know, when, in year one when Carlos Hyde started over Nick Chubb. Yeah. What, really, what, what a blessing it was for Carlos Hyde to be then traded for Nick Chubb because, I mean, could you imagine if Hugh Jackson would have stayed and he would have continued to ignore Nick Chubb, the star, where we would be right now? Uh, we'd be in a bad place. Very, very much so. I mean, I'm looking at his projected stats for the end of the year. He's projected to finish with 272 carries for 1,557 yards uh, and 21 touchdowns. Jesus. Yeah, that's a hell of a projection. It really is. Um, It's just amazing to see just what we're capable of doing. Well, I'll tell you, keeping that Hunt-Chubb combo is going to be crucial going forward. And with Chubb's over the Hunt signing that contract – this is one of those combinations that you look at and go, we need to spend the money to make this work. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. I, you cannot find a better duo in the NFL for a running back threat. No. Well, signing Kareem Hunt to that two-year extension start of the year was huge. Now he's got to exactly. lock down Chubb. Which, I, with the money they threw at Garrett to keep him on, and seeing what he's able to do for us, I think they'll throw the money at him. They have to, because I know everybody keeps talking about how, you know, what are they going to do about Baker? Well, we can't worry what they're going to do with Baker right now because we don't even know if Baker is the guy just yet because we got to see how this year goes with next year being the contract year. One of the things that I'd like to see happen, though, for uh, Baker is him putting up bigger numbers for yards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I can, he, his accuracy is not bad. He's 16 to 23 this week. Yeah, that, that's not a bad stat line. No, that's not bad I at all. I just wish it was for a little more yardage. I do too, and it looks like his longest pass uh, – let's see, what was his longest pass on the day? I don't think the Browns threw for more than 15 yards down the field, if I remember correctly. I do not remember. Uh, it's not giving me an extended stat line. But, but um, we can worry about that at a later time. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go into the receiving game, though. Yeah, let's get into this because OBJ uh, had one quite uh, – had a pretty good day. Four catches for 59 yards. Yeah, I mean, it's not a lot of catches. It's but... not the OBJ that we all know. Mm-hmm. But this is a consistent OBJ that we're seeing now. 
We are. He's put up an average of about 50 yards a game. He's getting four catches. And a couple of those catches he had were big, especially when the Browns were down by three late in the third quarter. And it was third and 12 or third and 13. And Baker completed a 15-yard pass to him in the corner. That was huge because after that, all they did was run the ball and take the lead and never, never turn back. Exactly. We're going to get into one of the highlights of the game, I thought at least, after we – like as we're going down our stat line here for mm-hmm. receivers – um, so next in line, we got Landry in next with four catches for 36, average mm-hmm. of nine yards per catch. Yeah, I mean, not uh, bad. We saw Austin Hooper being used a little more in the receiving games this week. It was nice to see Hooper used a little bit. I am still only three catches for 25 yards, but we still got to see a little bit more of him. Mm-hmm. This is what I wanted to talk about. Kareem Hunt, he may have only had two catches for 18 yards. He's got the one TD catch. Mm-hmm. What I want to talk about with this, yep. that was the highlight, was the one-handed stab in the air He's- and kept the ball inbounds. Because if he did not step out of bounds when he got up, he was gone. That was a touchdown. Yep. There was no one near him. I think he's been watching Odell Beckham in practices and, and is picking up uh, some tricks on how to one-hand a ball. Exactly, because mm-hmm. I, that was a highlight real catch, at least, so far to start the season. Yeah, for yeah, I, for sure. I think that was by far the best catch uh, by any Browns receiver uh, so far this year. That's definitely the catch of the year so far. So. And here's a surprising name, too, that we haven't seen in a while. Harrison Bryant making the – getting the three-yard TD catch – yeah, I was surprised when I, when he caught the ball. I looked at the back of the jersey. I'm like Brian. I'm like, that's his only catch. I think all season. I think so. But hey, your one catch this year is a touchdown. So, I mean, and take it, it looks run. like we were without uh, Njoku again. So I'm wondering how long he's going to be out for. Yeah, what is his injury now? Oh, uh, let me check and see real quick. Okay, um, so Njoku worked behind rookie tight end Harrison Bryant while available, but still spiked 351 before leaving the game. All right, so that's what I'm looking at here. Um, He just got a knee injury. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's on injured reserve. Um, Looks like Mm. he will be – activated the earliest but is week five so that'd be the game uh next week against the colts okay that's gonna be the earliest that uh he can be brought back in i were the browns i'm saying off a it's week. unclear if the will be ready to go when available to be activated then yeah i would i would hold off a week just in case i'd rather have him for the pittsburgh game the following week than indianapolis <clears throat> yeah yeah i agree so we'll see where his status goes. Too many injury problems for Najoku, though. I can definitely see why Austin Hooper was brought in because he just can't be relied upon. Well, the problem is that week one game, he had a good damn game. He did. And then he got mm-hmm. injured. Yeah. I mean, he just so he gets into it too much. It's just a matter of 
I can see ha- bringing him in as, you know, a relief. Mm-hmm. But we need to have Najoku back, I think. Yeah, I mean, we do. His height and his power is 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 crucial. I mean, we drafted him for a reason. And, and when we've exactly. seen good play from him, it's been outstanding. I agree. All right, so defense. Yeah. Uh, Well, let's see. We've had uh, three interceptions, one by Carl Joseph, one by B.J. Goodson, and the other was by Malcolm Smith. And Carl Joseph's return was for 49 yards. He led with four tackles, two assists. And the one interception. The big, the big Next, thing. Go ahead. What's that? This is a big thing to take note of. Guess who led in tackles for the game? Let's hear. Stone Taki Taki. Uh, they actually had the same amount. Who did? Uh, Joseph and Taki Taki. Oh, I might have said six. Which one are you looking at? Joseph had. I'm looking at the Google's list of this, all the stats. Mm-hmm. Joseph had four tackles, two assisted, to Taki Taki having two tackles and four assisted. That's weird. Yeah, mine, sa- mine says Taki Taki, seven total, three solo. Huh. I don't know. Somebody, somebody way, missed something. One of the big things we got to look talk about here, Miles Garrett, four solo tackles, Two sacks, <laughs> yeah. and one of them being a strip sack. Oh yeah, I gotta love it, uh, and and two quarterback hits. So I mean, again, Miles Garrett. I, there, there is no words to describe Miles Garrett anymore. He's just a full-on beast. He is a freak of nature on that line. I, I, that's an understatement. He, he just he's living up to the guy that we drafted, and it, and it's so refreshing and so nice to finally look back at a Browns draft, especially defense, and see that somebody's finally lived up to where we drafted him at. Exactly. He is a number one pick for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll look back on him, I think, 10, 15 <coughs> years from now, and we'll say that guy was memorable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Another good one. B.J. Goodson coming in hot with another four solo tackles and uh, interception. Another good game for him. Uh, Sheldon Richardson had a good game, three tackles, three solo tackles, one assisted, and a sack. I'm glad to see Sheldon Richardson have a good game. So am I. Uh, Ogan Joby actually shown himself up more now, two solo, two assisted. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys had good games. There's a lot of guys with a lot of tackles up here. Uh, other than that, you really didn't see a whole lot. Oh, Denzel Ward was in this game. Oh, yeah, he had two tackles, one solo. One solo and one assisted. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. He had a decent game. And if I remember correctly, he was uh, he stayed pretty tight on coverage with a lot of these guys. The only problem with the Browns, the Browns secondary right now is I'm noticing, even in this game too, we are still allowing too many short 5-10 yard pass dump offs. It's, it's yeah, happening way too much. Yeah, we've got to do a little bit better on that, but at least secondary wise, like long haul, we're seems like we're hauling that in a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It, it's improving. It just it just need to tighten things up just a bit. 
yeah, we're seeing improvement, thankfully. Keep it going. Uh, other than that, I mean, you've got the kick returns and punt returns, which there wasn't anything big there. Nothing notable there. Uh, like we discussed earlier, Parky being uh, 100% on his field goal so far this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> overall, everybody is – Everybody's performing well. Um, I, I think. I think going forward for these next few games in this big stretch. I mean, we, obviously we know we have a Nick Chubb, we have a Kareem Hunt. Um, I think we just want to see some more consistent play from Baker Mayfield. Maybe get some of those stats up. Uh, see yeah. some. Maybe see some stats increase for for OBJ. Keep him involved. See if he can do more. Um, and then just if that and defense can tighten up. We're gonna see just how real the Browns actually are. On Sunday. Yeah. Uh, to me, I look at it this way. Um, I don't feel like the Browns have to win Sunday to prove that they belong in the conversation. No, in, they, in don't the have, conversation. they don't have to win. Like I said, I have them losing this game. Mm-hmm. But make it close, at least. Make yeah. it – put up enough of a fight to actually, you know, put the eyes back on Cleveland. Yeah, make Cleveland be looked at as a team again where we're playing Cleveland, we need to watch out. Not, oh, we're playing the Browns, there's an easy win like we've had for so many years. Exactly. It's time to wipe out that bad image. But if the Browns stay with Dallas here, even if they lose this game, if they keep it close, (coughs) they're competitive, and they play a good game and don't play sloppy like they did against Baltimore, then I can't can't be mad and angry about it. I can't. I can't either. Um, I'm also going to be changing my record, though, for the end of the season. Ooh. I think we're going to be 11 and 5. Wow. You said uh, 10 and was, 6. 10 and 6. Okay, you're giving them. So, what's the game that you're giving them? I'm giving loss? them back the Giants game. Oh, yeah. The one that I said that the Giants were going to play the spoiler that game. Yeah, because with Barkley out now. Uh, with Barkley out much... for probably the rest of the year. Yeah. That's and pretty much it. And Jones not having any weapons around him at all. No, they don't look. They don't look good at all. They, don't <laughs> look, good. they look flat. They look. They just look like that. They're ready, ready to throw the towel in on this season already. Um, yeah. You know, I'd almost be willing, and I, I, I can agree with maybe increasing, like you said. But now we have that game against the Eagles later in the year. Yeah. Look how the Eagles are playing. We said that they were going to lose to the Eagles. Well, that one, it might just be the Eagles are just having a rough patch to start the season. So Could be. Could be. I guess in a few weeks that maybe that maybe that prediction could change. Let's just see if they get back on track or not. But it, it, our schedule is going to get very interesting now because I'm seeing some teams that I thought were going to be losses for us with these teams struggling. So it exactly. could get interesting now. And it's just upsetting to me at least. I don't know about the rest of you guys that are watching right now, however many of you are here. Uh, but seeing the Steelers at the top of our division yet again. Yeah. Um, I look at it this way, though. They're 3-0. and But look at the three teams they've played. They're a combined record of 0-9. They have played nobody good yet. Nobody. I don't care. I don't care. It's still the fact that Pittsburgh is leading our division. Yeah, well, that could change this week, though. Think of it this way. If the Browns win this week and Pittsburgh loses Monday or <coughs> Tuesday night with the with the postponement, 
we got we could have a three-way tie for first place by uh, by the end of the week next week. Here's the thing that we got to look at. It's a matter of what do the Ravens do? Uh, because if the Ravens win as well, that puts us in a three-way tie again. Yeah. I mean, who are the Ravens playing on Sunday? They are playing – The Ravens are playing Washington. Oh, Christ. Well, that's a win. I mean, that's not even not even yeah. debatable. So, well, okay. Let's put it this way. Let me give you the Ravens' next three games. Okay. Washington, Cincinnati, really? and Philadelphia. Well, they're going to be uh, five and one. I'd be willing to take that to the bank and cash that. Uh, the only game there they might get a fight is Philadelphia if Philadelphia gets their mojo back. But other than exactly. that, it's looking like an easy coasting to five and one for them. And the Steelers playing the Titans this week is going to be a really interesting game because that's another battle of undefeated teams that's about to happen. Yeah, and I think that game is. I mean. I think it was really where they're playing. That game, I think, is in They're showing Tennessee. supposed to be Sunday still. It's yeah. in Tennessee. Yeah, but I don't but think we'll Tennessee's have having fans. So, I mean, the home field advantage doesn't matter if there's no fans in the stands, unfortunately. And this is the Steelers' next three games. It's the Titans, the Eagles, and Cleveland. Well, I mean, they could easily go 0-3 in that stretch. They but then, could. But then so could the Browns. I mean. What we need to hope for here is that the Titans pull off the win this week to get God, rid of some so. of the steam that the Steelers are building up. And the thing of it is, do you think this steam the Steelers have, do you think this is a fluke? Do you think this is just an early season fluke? You see, I don't know because we're seeing the Ben Roethlisberger right now that we feared – when he was in the prime of his career. True. The only thing that I look at Roethlisberger having a problem with is getting injured again because he's so old. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, <clears throat> I don't know if it's just uh, just me, but I kind of would like to see Mason Rudolph play the Browns in a few weeks. But uh, We'll have to wait and see what happens. I don't know, though. I think I want to play the Steelers at full strength. Therefore, if we do beat them up, I, I, I want to, to as well. Strength, so. I don't want any excuses. I want us to beat them at full strength. I do too. So I, I think even though there was a deep, deep hope that Garrett and him play each other again, uh, Rudolph, but I do yeah. want the uh, the rematch with a full strength teams instead. So so do I. We'll see. But uh, but uh, do you have anything else to add? Uh, let's get to our final score and predictions for Sunday's game at Dallas. I think this one's going to be more of a knockout, knockdown, dragged out fight. Okay. This one I can see being a hard hitting defensive game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that it's going to be a close one. Mm-hmm. I okay. think it's only going to be a three point game. Mm-hmm. But I have the Cowboys winning 17 to 14. Ooh, you're still coming in with low scoring. Interesting. Um, you and I are on the same page as far as it being close. Um, I think it's going to be a very close game. I think uh, the Browns are going to keep up with Dallas. Um, 
I think the first well, like half. Like I said, I think they're going to keep up with them as well. But like I said, this is going to be a game I think that is going to make them watch us. I do too. I, I, very, I very much do. And uh, my prediction is going to surprise a little bit. Um, I'm going with the final score being 30-27. to 27, And I think the Browns are going to steal it with a late Cody Parkey field goal. You think that the Browns are going to get a third 30-point game in a row? I think Dallas is going to score a lot of points. Dallas Against scores a the lot. Cowboys defense, that's pretty good this year. Yeah, but the Dallas's run defense is not the greatest. True, but I think, if anything, they're going to try and get Dak Prescott to rip the ball into the air. Which is why we'll I think see. it's going to be a drag-down fight between the two. It could be. I mean, it could go either way. I think, I think either it's going to be a very low-scoring game or it's, going to be a, it's, it's, or it's going to be high-scoring. I think either way it's going to be a close game. I don't anticipate this game being a blowout on any side. No, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. But like I said, my prediction, Dallas is going to squeak it out 17-14. to 14. Okay. And I said Browns 30-27. to 27, So we will see. All right. Uh, I have nothing else to add here. What about you? No, I'm just uh, proud that these Browns have pulled off two in a row. They're hanging tight in the division against a very tough division, and I'm just hoping that this is what we're going to be in a store for the rest of the year. tough division plus Cincinnati. No, I'm not even going to count Cincinnati. A <laughs> tough even, division gonna, plus Cincinnati. I, I, can't even, I can't even bring them up as even being relevant. Because they uh, – what are they? I can a tie. only because I'm going to hope for Joe Burrow to – come through eventually. Oh, I think Joe Burrow will come through eventually. I think in a couple years that team's going to be pretty good. Um, But it was pretty hilarious to see that uh, Philly-Cincy game end in a tie. I think think it was more so disappointing for Philly fans that the fact that they entered in a tie against the Bengals, I think that's... Yeah, that's true. Not a good feeling. But, uh, so with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jason Kapasik. Mike Winkler. And... This is the Dog Pound Nation signing out. Beat the Cowboys, bitch.